This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. They see you, Dominic, you know, when people ask me what have I been doing in the city, I say, you need to talk to Dominic Carter, because you've been covering me for almost 30 years now. Nice to be with you, Dominic. I think you are really in a very, very high league, and I watch some of your competitors on, frankly, the national shows, and I say, why aren't you doing a national show? Because I really think your delivery and your questioning wow. and your brain power is really at the highest level. So that's good. This is Dominic Carter, everybody. Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 7. 77 WABC. And good morning, good morning, good morning. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Download the WABC app. And what's coming up at 45 minutes past the hour? Dominic Carter cares. Uh, I will have an interesting segment there. And we have a lot to get to this morning. So I, I walk into the studio just seconds ago. Rita Cosby is inside. And one of the producers, Molly, she says, Dominic, I like the magenta. And I'm like, magenta? What? Is it, it's a new dance among young, young people, Alex and Matt, that, that I'm not aware of, guys, that I'm not aware of, a magenta? And so I finally figured out what Molly was talking about. Yeah. And that's the tie. The tie is looking sharp. A magenta, Alex, a a magenta and Matt, a magenta tie. Yeah. I mean, you're looking great. It's a, it's a great color on you, my friend. Uh Uh-huh. And then, and then we'll, the staffers will remain uh, nameless now. And then, (laughs) and then the comment was made that the female side of me is uh, coming out, guys. Really? Yeah. So now I know the color of the tie that I have on is. I guess female magenta magenta (laughs) Matt and Alex. Thank you. uh, Thank you very much. And so we got the kidding around, but I do have one on magenta tie. We got that out of the way early uh, because now we have a lot to get to good news, bad news as it relates to COVID this hour, this morning. So the good news is that the Biden administration has suspended the mask mandate for airports and buses after, and it's only came after, a judge ruled against the uh, CDC guidelines for airports, airlines uh, across the U.S. And they have already started to begin dropping the mask mandate, mandates, after the court ruling. So the federal judge, a federal judge in Florida uh, says the mask mandates are gone, right? And so following the judge's uh, ruling, United Airlines, Delta Airlines, Southwest Airlines, American Airlines relaxed their mask policies for customers, crews, and workers. But here's the bad news. There's a ton of confusion as we speak 
and the mass mandates remain at the MTA in the New York tri-state area as New York COVID rates rise. So there's a lot of confusion in terms of the Port Authority, uh, which, of course, operates JFK Airport, LaGuardia Airport, Newark Airport, Teterboro Airport, uh, the Port Authority bus terminal and path rail system. They have not yet made an official announcement, but, but, but the mask mandate continues. So good news, bad news. Another story I'm following this morning, and this is heartbreaking. Drone footage showing dozens of new graves in war-torn Ukrainian towns. And I talked about this last night, and I, I fear that for Putin, this amounts to a global game of chess. A global game of chess in which he senses weakness from the United States. And, you know, I I hear the argument uh, that some make that Putin will only stop when the United States stops him. So you have to see the the footage that's online of the drone footage uh, of mass graves. It is... uh, It's horrible. Another story that we are following this morning, Bloomberg's first return to City Hall in eight years. Also today, New York City Mayor Eric Adams returned for the first time after his COVID uh, situation. And let's let's get this out, out of the way right now. Let's just deal with this. Public schools and and. Uh, charter schools, right? Public schools are not even in the same ballpark of educating children when sized up against charter schools. I mean, let we just have to be honest about it. And so Bloomberg and uh, Mayor Adams announced a summer program at New York City charter schools in which... Uh, Bloomberg is helping to put in $50 million for summer programs for uh, charter schools. And that is money well spent. You know it. I know it. We have to be honest about it. And here's what Bloomberg and Adam said at City Hall. Students across the United States have fallen behind sometimes as much as a whole year. And the harm has fallen heaviest on the children who were too far behind, especially low-income black and Latino students. Every young person, whether they are in district schools or charter schools, they deserve to have a quality education. And so uh, that was uh, Mayor Adams and former Mayor Michael Bloomberg. Again, it's, it's hard to believe, but according to Bloomberg, he has not been in City Hall for eight years. Why? Because Bloomberg and the city's last mayor, Bill de Blasio, hated each other. Bill de Blasio uh, was not a strong supporter in charter schools. He was a big believer. Maybe it's because of his support from the union in uh, public schools. And so this morning, we are taking your calls on a number of topics. 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. 
One, uh, the Biden administration backing down, moving away from the mask mandates after a federal judge in Florida ruled against the administration. And let's not, I still have a few more to get to. The Andrew Cuomo situation. Boy, he is sure sounding like a candidate for governor. Andrew Cuomo this morning has an op-ed in the uh, Daily News. And, uh, you know, wow. Let let me just give you a, a little bit of it here. In the Daily News this morning, Andrew Cuomo, the former governor, says a police officer on every train worked before and will work again. But police must actively patrol, and that means district attorneys must prosecute crimes. He goes after the $850 million that that were given to to, uh, the Buffalo Bills, basically calling it extortion. And then he goes on to say it's no secret that the Albany establishment wanted me out of office. So Andrew Cuomo is uh, coming back. And I think it's a great thing. It's too late for him to run, uh, for him to run as in the Democratic primary. He did not submit the uh, petitions, but it's not too late for him on an independent line to run. And I think he should run. And here's why he should run. You, the voters, should decide what his fate is. If you feel that Cuomo should return to office, return him to office. If you feel, based on the allegations against him for sexual harassment, it's just too much for you, then vote him down. And I'm also focusing this morning on an incident, and I see your phone calls. We're going to them in just one second about the uh, mask mandate uh, as it relates to the MTA. But uh, one of the things that um, I'm a bit concerned about is an ex-con just out of prison, right? goes on an unprovoked Upper East Side meth rampage attacking five strangers. Ex-con released from prison a month ago attacks five people with a knife, a bottle, and his fist apparently during a meth-fueled rampage through Manhattan Monday morning. Monday morning, the attacker uh, stabbed one stranger in the back, bashed a man and a woman with a bottle, and punched out two men, including a 65-year-old who suffered a serious head injury. injury. The world that we live in, called New York, in the year 2020, 22. And the issue becomes how, how much more are we going to have to take? How much more? The wokeness has gone too far. Let's start with the uh, telephone calls. I see a lot of you want to talk about the mask mandates as it relates to the MTA. Let's start with Norman in Brooklyn. Good morning, Norman, and welcome to the Dominic Carter Show. Uh, Concerning the MTA keeping the mask mandates in opposition to the federal abolition of them, Mm -hmm. my question to you, Dominic, is what makes you think we live in the United States here in New York? (laughs) We are the woke. 
We are the wokest, craziest city in America. If we abolish them here, it'll be over in the rest of the country. As long as they got these mandates here, the wokies will have their foot in the door. So that's it. We're going to live with them. I, I, I believe they will increase them, and we will really? probably have them mm, five years from now, ten years from now. Really? Wow. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, listen, look, maybe San Francisco might be unequal with us. From what I hear, maybe Seattle, too, these days. But, uh, yeah, New York's too important to the to the crazy left. And that's why, you know, unless unless we have a massive red wave this fall, if we have a massive red wave this fall, Mm -hmm. covid will go away. You're not going to hear about it. If we have a massive red wave, this it might be something else after that. Who knows? It may be bird flu. Maybe, I don't know, maybe maybe uh, a nuclear, maybe nuclear or something or other. But as long as, you know, uh, basically, if unless we have a red wave, if we have, if it remains status quo or there's a blue wave, which anything's possible, uh, then COVID forever. Well, Norman, I, I thank you for the call, but but let me be very clear. Uh, the Democrats are about to lose the House. I don't see any scenario whatsoever where the Democrats can keep the House. And to your point, maybe, perhaps, possibly, things will go back to normal. I don't know how we define normal these days. But the one thing that you said that I agree with, Norman, the wokeness out of New York City, it has gone too far it has to stop. And, Norman, if you're correct that the nation is is picking up the tea leaves from New York as it relates to this, well, then the message to the nation has to be that New York has decided, and I don't know how this is going to happen, but that the wokeness, the wokeness has gone too far. Let's go to Phil in the Bronx. Good morning, Phil. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Uh, the mask mandates, uh, Dominic, uh, in the subway and the buses and MTA locations, as well as other places, including the express buses, is, is, is not really effective because we know from the CDC, in fact, they've stated it repeatedly, that the masks do not protect you from COVID. They do not protect you from the virus itself. The only reason is if it protects your mouth, from exuding spit or whatever, or water vapor that mm-hmm. contains the virus. And the virus rests on the outside of the mask when you have your mask on. So it doesn't really afford any guarantee protection. I, I think the MTA is, is more concerned about masking people up than they are about safety. We've had at least two or three dozen violent, fatal attacks as well upon riders on the MTA People have been hurt, pushed in front of trains, assaulted. Uh, it, it, it's, it's an issue that needs absolute priority far above that given to masks. Now, I know that they are giving actual violations that the cops on the train, whenever you happen to be very lucky to see one, will give you a ticket. They'll fine you, and they, they might even arrest you if you don't have a mask. This I've seen. I've seen it with my own eyes. Uh 
on one of the lines in so, Manhattan. So, Phil, you're saying that you believe this is more about revenue generating? Uh, not, no, if it were about revenue, they would provide at least another 1,000 or 2,000 uniformed police officers on the train. Good point. Uh, Good point. Yeah, because because what's happening now is you have I, – I ride the trains very frequently. I visit disabled veterans throughout the, the five boroughs. And, well, thank and you. I, thank I, you, I, Phil, for doing that. Thank you. And I've never seen – and I've never seen a police officer yet, and I know who the undercovers are. I have relatives who are cops, and I know all their friends, and i never seen one of them on the trains. So I, I think the MTA better wake the hell up and start worrying about commuter safety instead. Well, Phil, we uh, we thank you for the call. Dominic Carter here with you, Talk Radio 77 WABC. Let's go to our friend Stan in Forest Hills. Good morning, Stan. What's on your mind? There's so much to talk about. You there, there's the a lot. You pick the topic. That's how, how confused I am. Uh, how about Cuomo? That's that's a fascinating one. I mean, it's. I actually believe now the governor is finished with the lieutenant governor scandal, and she hasn't spoken about it. That will taint her. I think you are absolutely right. I think Andrew Cuomo will go in the independent, and I think he will make inroads and it's a possibility i know a friend of mine who works in the london bookmaking thing in england as they take bets on anything and people are taking bets on cuomo coming back so and it so, may be worth it but, like hey, stand but politically can cuomo and and we're making several leaps here can cuomo return to office and be effective with a legislature that can't stand his guts well, let's put it this way. You you brought up the point. First of all, he has to respond, obviously, to the pandemic situation at the nursing homes. He must answer it because he will be asked the questions. He has to answer it to satisfy the press as well as the public. And he has to answer about the women's issues. If he can come up with reasonable answers and say this and that, that seems logical and understandable, he has a shot. Even you said he has a shot. So that makes me figure he definitely has a possibility. Forget about the state legislature. They have been a disaster. And I'm a Democrat. They've been a disaster. So what would be the difference? I think he would be a hedge against them. I think he would not agree with everything. So I think uh, it'd be interesting. But first, he has to get through Hochul. Yes, and Stan, before, before I let you go... The the judge striking. I know that you uh, have strong opinions as it relates to COVID. The federal judge out of Florida saying that the mask mandates are gone. As we speak, several airlines have literally dropped their mask mandate. The MTA, as we speak, who knows what will happen 15 minutes from now. But as we speak, the MTA's uh, mask mandate is still in place. Is this too confusing to Americans? What do you make of all this? Uh, as soon as uh, the new variants come back, and let's assume they are more vigilant and hurtful, uh, the mask mandate. I, I, let me put it to you this way: I'm wearing a mask anyway. Uh, I don't. This is not over. It never was over. This is not the flu. Uh, though the courts have stated they don't have to wear it, when people start dropping like flies, the masks mandate will come back. 
to some sense of reality. Uh, the, the wave of the air is to get rid of them at the moment because things are, seem to be better. But uh, this is not over, I'm sorry to say. And uh, we're going to have to live with these variants and possibly more mask mandates. So at the moment, it's o over, but I think it will be back. There's no doubt in my mind. Well, Stan, I, I thank you for the call, and, I, and I, I believe that you, me, everyone within the sound of my voice, we hope and pray that this is over. But um, I, I do agree with you, Stan, that perhaps it is not the numbers as of right now. The stats are showing that it's not over. It's not as severe as before, but the numbers are showing, COVID, that it's not going away anytime soon. Perhaps many of you folks, our callers, uh, know more, I hate to say this, than Dr. Fauci, because many of you have called up over the past few months and said, listen, whether we like it or not, this is going to be the new way of life, and we as Americans, the world community, are going to have to find ways to live with COVID. Maybe maybe you folks are correct. Dominic Carter here with you. I see all the telephone calls. We are going to them in just a minute. And, folks, listen to the Cats Roundtable every Sunday morning starting at 8 a.m. Here, John Katsimatidis talks with New York Governor Kathy Hochul. Please tell us what's in the law. We used to have 66 million tourists in, in New York. We're not going to have that right now. We agree. We absolutely agree that crime is the number one issue, and we have to be laser-focused on it, as I have been since I took office eight months ago. But let's talk about the budget, because a lot of people said it would be impossible to get any of these changes, these public safety reforms done in the budget. And I said, no, this is the vehicle that I have. I have the most leverage, and I can work together with the legislature and get something that people said could not happen. WABC. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system. You were looking for me. Hello. You know. I know. Hey, hello. You know. And we are back. Talk Radio 77 WABC. So one of the producers here, as I said at the top of the show, Molly educated me, telling me about my magenta tie. I had never heard the word magenta. Guys, Matt, you never Alex, heard magenta? Eh, maybe I what heard do you think it, it once or pink? twice. I thought it was just pink. <laughs> and and I and I expected the uh, male uh, uh, jokes about being masculine and so on. And that's so, a, that's but, a power tie. It's a power yeah. tie. Where yeah. is Molly? Where, where is Molly? I'm where, right here. You're right there. So Molly, uh, you knew about the color magenta. 
I know about every color, Dom. Ah, okay, okay. <laughs> I'm an artist. me. Okay. <laughs> well, thank you, Molly. You look Alex good, man. And Matt, thank you very much. So, Molly, Molly educated me here. So, folks, back to the uh, topics. I'm looking at some of my emails. You can send me an email, dominic.carter at wabcradio.com. A friend of the program, Sal, uh, just sent me an email, and he says, Dominic, if I understand your news segment correctly, Mayor Adams wants to establish marijuana gardens on NYCHA rooftops so that residents can have employment. Perhaps he should first order NYCHA engineers to inspect and repair those buildings so that residents have a proper place to live. Well said, Sal. Plus, I want to know who's the rocket scientist that came up with this idea. We don't have enough crime problems in the housing projects. And the next, I, I, the idea of giving jobs to people, I support. But we're going to put marijuana gardens. <laughs> and the feds have said no to this. They control the federal property, which housing projects are located on. We're going to put uh, uh, marijuana, cannabis, weed gardens on top of housing projects. So how is that going to work in the summer times when in the summertime, when folks want to have a barbecue at two o'clock in the morning, 2 a.m., 3 a.m., and the police are forced to come break it up and they're throwing uh, items out of the window at the great officers of the NYPD. How's that going to work with the, uh, the gardens uh, on top of the rooftops? Anyway, Let's go back to your telephone calls. And coming up at the top of the hour at 1 a.m., Frank Morano, the other side of midnight. Frank will join me about uh, 25 minutes from now. Let's continue. Okay, I haven't taken a, a call on crime in New York City. Let's go to Joe in the Bronx. Good morning, Joe, and welcome to the Dominic Carter Show. Uh, yeah. Can you hear me okay? Yes, but Joe, don't, don't, please don't pay attention to the radio. Go ahead and talk. <laughs> no, no, seriously, because if you don't talk, Joe, I got to move on to the next call. Yeah, definitely, of course. <clears throat> so with regard to uh, criminality in the uh, subways particularly, but also on the street, you know. Okay. Um, there's there's one particular case. I'm sure you remember it. Uh, just before its sheer brutality, uh, it was the young Vietnamese uh, advertising executive, I believe. She was stabbed to death 40 times inside of her uh, apartment in Chinatown. Uh, right, she, earlier, she wasn't. Uh, she year. wasn't Vietnamese, but but go ahead. Yes, okay. Your, so, fa- your facts again, otherwise uh, are correct. Yeah, yeah. So the savage that did that, of course, uh, you know, by no means an indictment for all blacks. But let's face it: most of these attacks on Asian women, in particular, but more generally, uh, strangers and just people going about their business, happen to be young black males. All right. Now, what is the significance of that? All right. So, you know, people think that, you know, again, these women are being targeted because they're Asian. I disagree with that. And I'll tell you why. Because in this particular case, the reason why it was so glaring for me is because the level of savagery that was used to kill this woman. What's the significance? Because most people who die at the hands of strangers in that manner, they're targeted, yes, because of ethnicity, race, religion, some other reason. But the people that do that are usually serial killers, you know, uh, and the other the other instance where people die with extreme violence 
is when the decedent and the killer know each other. In this particular case, neither one of those things was true. But mm-hmm. nevertheless, he stabbed her 40 times. Well, he was a, right. he's a, I'm, I'm, wait, listen, Joe, please don't yeah. uh, mistake what I'm about to say here. Uh, he's mm-hmm. a mentally ill man, right, number one. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. please don't take that as I'm expressing sympathy for the suspect mm-hmm. because I am not. I am not. You are mm-hmm. correct, African-American male. Uh, unfortunately, and this has happened one in one case where the woman died, in another case with a senior citizen, she had a broken hip. And so the one you're referring to with the Asian-American woman, she's entering her building uh, uh, Sunday morning, early Sunday morning, and she didn't. She thought the door had closed behind her, the door in the lobby. Same thing happened in the Pelham Bay section of the Bronx. The elderly woman thought that the door had closed, or she tried to close it as these kids came in behind her, tossed her around, and she fell with a broken hip. Joe, you know, I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't believe in broad brushing any community. Let me be very clear about that. But the facts, as you stated them, and some of these high-profile cases, yes, the suspects are African-American men. And to be honest with you, Joe, and I thank you for the call, this is what I say privately to other African-Americans, that it's embarrassing. And here's what I'm told when I bring it up by, by friends, by by by. Other folks, I'm told this privately. Dominic, we're not too far away removed from slavery. Dominic, look at how society treats black men in particular. And each of those excuses makes my head want to explode. It really does. Because listen, Okay, I, I'm a black man. Have I faced racism? Are you kidding? Of course I have. I have. But my question is, my 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 response to it is, what are you going to do about it? Are you just going to whine and complain and say, oh, the man won't do this? I'm on this street corner because the man won't let me do that. The excuses are, are enough, and, and I was not the one that was going to discuss uh, race tonight, but the caller uh, just brought that up. Let's continue with the telephone calls. Mary in Woodland Park, New Jersey. Good morning, Mary. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Hi, good to talk to you. I was I just have a real problem with the um prospect of the re, of the removal of Title 42 on May 23rd. I agree. Um, it, it's under CDC authority and letting many 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 more uh illegal border crossers and this isn't in, in and then they're issuing mask mandates for the rest of us, but they are not testing illegals for any um anything at the border. Um, my niece's husband used to do TB control at the border, mm-hmm. and now they're doing nothing. Uh, when I was working for immigration, I was tested uh, for TB, and I tested positive. This was years ago. I'm now retired. And, um, uh, you know, and, and so 
the idea. It's totally inconsistent to have two systems, just as you can't have one, you can't have one system for illegals and others for people who have to wait years and years for, for their status. Mm-hmm. My daughter-in-law is a refugee from Vietnam. She had to live in a refugee camp for two years. The right. point, and, and refugees are vetted health-wise before they come, generally speaking. So this is my, my uh, problem. And also with an older immunocompromised woman, how am I supposed to feel about traveling uh, even say on an airplane when when uh, an illegal can present only a notice to appear before the judge or some other uh, bogus form of identification and, and uh, can get a spot. This is well, utterly well, ridiculous. Hey, hey, Mary, but wait, hold on for one second. Uh, referring to the migrants, I don't believe they can fly because if you present a, a false ID, TSA is going to pick it up in two seconds when they do the uh, the ID check. But but I but I hear you, Mary, on your points, and that's why I agree with Governor Abbott of Texas. You won't solve the problem. Go ahead, Mary. Absolutely. I just think, yeah, I, I'm not sure if that's true now. For a while they were allocating spots on certain, but hopefully they did do away with that because uh, the, the public has to – it's just like reg- criminals versus regular people. Right. I mean, it, it's just, you know, you have to protect everyone, and, and yes. uh, it's, it's, the, the status is inconsistent, and it, 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 it cannot stand. For instance, with regular uh, immigrants um, – I used to adjust people to a permanent residence status, interview them. And, you know, some of them have waited years. And sometimes, if you look right. under travel.state.gov, you can see how long people are waiting for their status no. based on their Hey, Mary, Mary, I'm with you. I have to step in because we have a lot of calls. But I, I, I got your points. And that's why I agree with Governor Abbott of Texas, uh, Washington. You won't fix the problem? Well, you take them. So he's had the migrants. He's had six buses go from Texas where the people have to go voluntarily, right? And who wouldn't want a free ride to, to uh, the nation's capital, right? You come over the border, you get on the bus, and a few days later, you're in Washington free to go. Well, if they were free to go, basically, in Texas, let them be free to go in your backyard, Mr. President. You deal with it. You know, kumbaya. Let all the migrants in, which seems to be your your um, your approach. Let's go to uh, Audrey, our friend Audrey in Brooklyn. Good morning, Audrey. It says here that you want to respond to one of the callers, Joe. Is that true? Yes, in regards to um, calling people dismissively. Um, I mean, people aren't savages, but um, um, the the thing about the um, the Asian well, women. Hey, wait, wait, Audrey. I, I I thought he said people. He referred to the to the one man uh, with the Asian American woman as a savage, and I thought he said people acting like savages. But go ahead. But anyway, um, it's not it's not just young youth attacking um, Asian women. But I just want to throw something in about the, the busing. Do I, this, if people are aware that these are not just Mexicans, these are Afghanistans and also Ukrainians that's being bused to United to um, Washington because they're in those camps also. And what's a regular immigrant? We're all immigrants. I just hate hearing it. How was your weekend? My my weekend, Audrey, <laughs> was good. Hey, listen. Every time I talk to you lately, I am I am absolutely amazed that you told me you're close to seventy. Is that correct? Yes, August twenty sixth. But is that a bad thing? 
No, it's a good thing. It's a good see see I I would say it's a good thing pretty lady, but in this in these oh, uh, day and ages, you know, I I, I I I you know, I'm not supposed to say things like that and you know, so but 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 hey Audrey, but 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 I do want to ask you this. You, you don't have a problem as a taxpayer paying for all of this? Mm-hmm. No, I don't. Because I pay my taxes, I'm retired. I don't pay, but I, I don't have a problem helping people if it's necessary. I just have a problem hearing how, you know, it's a separate, normal, regular immigrants and immigrants. This country is built on immigrants. What the heck? So I have a problem hearing that, but I deal with it because I'm older. Okay. Well, Audrey, I uh, I thank you for the thank call. Thank you for taking my call. Of course, Audrey. And uh, the the different factor now is that we are also still – dealing with COVID. And so to end uh, this Title 42 program, I don't understand the logic. I don't know why it's being done now. I believe that this Trump policy should stay through all the Biden years and to the next president. Why? America first, to protect America, period. Right now, for argument's sake, it doesn't matter where the migrant is coming from, for argument's sake, right now. What matters is protect America first. Dominic Carter here with you, Talk Radio 77 WABC. Let's go to John in Brooklyn. Good morning, John. What's on your mind? An hour ago on another radio station, I heard the talk show host talking to a medical expert regarding covid and given its unique genetic structure, there's an excellent chance it could recombine into more deadly variants. So I, I thought I should at least share that. Hey, John, like- I, I hear you, but you, you don't have to listen to another radio station for that. Uh, I, I, I believe strongly that all the hosts here at WABC have talked about that's a real possibility. And well, so this this, this is based on newly published medical research. Okay. Research. Okay. Fair so fair that's point. Why I'm, fair point. I'm so John but John, before I let you go, because I do have to take a commercial break. So federal judge says no to the mask. Some airline then the Biden administration dropped it tonight. Some airlines have dropped it. Uh folks are, are screaming hallelujah. But the it MTA says early, it may be I'm too sorry. early. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, John, I I thank you for the call and have a wonderful morning. Dominic Carter here with you, folks. Time to take a break. When I come back, Dominic Carter cares. More of your telephone calls. And coming up at the top of the hour, Frank Marano. Highlighting stories that hit close to home, from your borough to your dinner table. This is Carter Cares. Greenville, South Carolina. I am thinking about a mother that uh, dealt with this encounter while she had her child. A YouTube prankster. I want to be a star. Everybody wants to be a star. Look at me on YouTube. I'm a star. I'm a star. Is being sought now by police because his prank 
was to walk up to people and smash a plate of whipped cream into the faces of the unsuspecting victims. One happened to be a mother and her child. The police in Greenville have identified the suspect. They are looking for him. And he has done this several times. Now, why in the world would you do something like this with all of these mass shootings that are occurring throughout the country? Do you do you realize, folks, and I, I know you folks get it. I know I'm preaching to the choir right now. But you're walking up the block and somebody hits you something in your face. You can have a heart attack and die right there on the spot. And what about the child? And you think it's funny. I'm on YouTube. I'm a star. Everybody wants their 15 minutes. I'm not going to comment on what should happen next to this suspect. I'll leave it to your imagination. Let's go back to the telephone calls, talk number of stories this this morning. A federal judge uh, throwing out the mask mandate uh, in Florida. Don't the judge based in Florida, but it's nationwide. The Biden administration has dropped the mask mandate. Some airlines have already dropped it. However, the MTA in the New York uh, tri-state area, as of right now, Uh, The mask mandate remains as New York COVID cases are rising. We are talking about that. We are also have on the table Andrew Cuomo. He has a um, op-ed where he sure sounds like in the Daily News, sounds like he is a candidate for governor. That's one of several stories. Let's go to David in Los Angeles, good morning, David. I believe you want to talk about Mr. Cuomo. Is that correct? Yeah, I'd like to get your take. I don't think he can win Cuomo as an independent because the unions basically elect the governor and elected officials like the SEIU, and the, that's Democrats. So the Democrats are going to be back in a Democratic candidate that already makes it very difficult for him. And then you have all the issues of, like, he's running against a woman. And in woke society, oh, first woman elected governor, you'll have Hillary Clinton, Kamala Harris, and every woman's going to vote simply because she's a woman. And then, of course, the issue of how he treated the COVID with the seniors that died and the sexual harassment. So I think it's way too uphill, but especially because of the unions. What do you think? Well, David, you make a very good point as it relates to the institutional support, the establishment support of unions. But this is a different type situation. When it comes to name recognition, Governor Hoku is not even in the ballpark of Andrew Cuomo. Now, you may say that that's negative name recognition, and I would counter that perhaps you are correct. But with Cuomo on the ballot, If Cuomo should decide to run, it is an uphill battle as an independent, but he will count on the fact that people may not remember he's an independent, that he's counting on David. And I thank you for the call of people 
uh, perhaps mistakenly believing that that he's on the Democratic line. I know you're going to say, how could that happen when the ballot is right in front of you? But stranger things have happened. If Cuomo should run, I would not take him lightly. Plus, uh, when it comes to a debate, I don't think that Governor Hochul could go toe-to-toe with Andrew Cuomo. I just don't see it. I, I don't see it. Now, she may do a Cuomo. She may do a Cuomo. And she may him and haw and say, I'm only doing one debate. I'm only This is what Cuomo did as governor. I'm only doing one debate. Every candidate from every line has to be included. Or she may say, uh, we're only, uh, only included in the debate based on the poll numbers are the top candidates. And on an independent line, I don't see this, but Cuomo might not rate as one of the top candidates. There are a number of ways Governor Hochul could finesse a debate. But if she's got to go up and deal with, and, and she could also ignore him in a debate, but I don't see that. I, I think, and, and this is what I really feel, folks, most governors and lieutenant governors can't stand each other. It's a marriage of political convenience. Most governors think that their lieutenant governors are not competent, and that's why they send them around the states practically doing nothing. I I don't know. You know, Governor Hoku has shown that she can hold her own, so I'm not exactly sure, but we are in uncharted waters should Cuomo decide to run, and it will be interesting because the television commercials, oh, they would kill each other. Kathy Hochul, she's already alluded to in uh, several interviews the governor's past as it relates to the uh, the sexual uh, harassment har- harassment stuff, and it's sort of like a, a a wink, you know. And she just mentions it in passing. But in a debate, should Cuomo run? If he doesn't run, she'll let it all go away. But if he runs, all bets are off. Let's go to Jay in Ohio as it relates to COVID. Good morning, Jay. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Yeah. Only thing I'm going to say is that these these variants, they're made up in a lab because there's no way in on earth that, that something could just pop up out of nowhere. It takes millions of years for viruses to mutate. And when they mutate, they mutate and get weaker. It's all baloney. Hmm. Well... I hear you, Jay, and I know that a lot of people feel exactly the way that you do. But at this point, I don't want to say why does it matter because we still got to deal with it. But isn't that the bottom line that the reality is we have still got to deal with this situation, Jay? Well, listen, until they go after the the real criminals at the top, Fauci and Gates, and I'm calling it out for what it is. Right until they until they deal with them as terrorists, this thing is going to go on indefinitely. Hmm. I mean, you you believe like every year. I'm telling you, every you know this is this is an open secret. Who's who's causing all this stuff? And it's been going on for years. I'm talking about at least forty years. Hmm. Hmm. 
Well, the, I thank you for the telephone call, Jay, calling this morning from the great state of Ohio. And we are taking your telephone calls. In a minute, I'm going to talk to Frank Morano, the other side of midnight. But we are taking your calls at 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. The one thing I can say as it relates to the uh, last caller, so I'm 58, and I mean, I guess I should just get used to um receiving these uh these annual vaccines i mean and then it scares me uh what i've learned from the callers that have made good points that say that your immunity will slowly wear down with the annual vaccines let's go to robert in philadelphia good morning robert you're on talk radio 77 wabc hi Dominic. nice to talk to you man thank um, you nice to chat get- with you as well before I get to my point, I would just want to respectfully say to Audrey um, that regular immigrants are ones that come here legally, okay? Maybe not a great choice of words, but don't take it personally, you know? Okay. Um, my, my point is is uh, a, a couple of your callers have, have pointed to, like, the, the quote-unquote usual suspects in these crazy race-hating attacks, and... I'm going to tell you that I believe that the blame for it doesn't necessarily lie in that community. It lies in the Democratic Party and their lapdogs in the mainstream media saying white this, white supremacy, systemic racism every day, day in and day out. I, I, I agree with you, I Robert. In, I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. I would imagine that if I was in foolish enough to watch MSNBC every day, I'd probably walk around smacking white people, you know? And I'm a white guy. It's just out of hand, and they bear responsibility for this. I mean, you could say there's a lot of causes, side issues, peripheral issues, whatever. They bear the brunt of the blame for this, for their political agenda to try to turn a generation of young African-American people into Marxist foot soldiers for their stupid revolution makes me very angry. It makes me very angry. And I'm never going to give up on the fact that I blame them squarely for all of this. Other than that, everything's okay, and I hope you have a great week, and (laughs) I'll keep on listening, my man. Well, thank you. Thank you, Robert. The one thing I want to say, and Frank Morano is standing by, he's going to join me in about 15 seconds. Um, Things are so polarized in our country, right? You can pick which network you want to give you the news with the slant that you want. Robert, you just mentioned uh, MSNBC, so I I, I will just say this, and thank you for the call, Robert. Folks, some of the rhetoric there goes too far. Some of the rhetoric on Fox goes too far. but And some of the rhetoric on on, uh, CNN goes too far. But I'm referencing MSNBC right now. And, folks, please... Hear me when I tell you this. These are million-dollar talents, right, with the car service to the state. They don't ride the subways with the car services to MSNBC. The car service is back. Million-dollar talents pushing that garbage. Because at the end of the day, all it is is race-baiting, 
And Robert was was correct. Let's let before I get into too much trouble. Let's bring in Frank Marano, the other side of midnight. I can always help you get into trouble, but I'm like, <laughs> very rare do I help you avoid trouble. I'll push you right into it. So what's going on? Uh, n- not a lot. I'm curious take on the Andrew Cuomo op-ed. It sounds like you don't think he's going to make a comeback this year. Um, no, I, I'm I'm you can't you can't call it with this guy. Mm-hmm. It, his ego decides a lot of what he does. He Here's what I can tell you. We have both known Cuomo for, or certainly covered him for a very long time. His ego will not permit him to go out the way that he did mm. politically. But, but do you think he's coming back now or he's lying in wait for a year, two years, three years, four years from now? Well, he, he is the problem, right? So we both know the timing Mm-hmm. Is very important right. in politics. Petitioning for the independent nominating starts today. That's the first day of petitioning. And how long does it run? It's about 44 days. Okay. So what was the key to Obama being elected? Um, I mean, I don't know. I mean, not having a voting record that people ah, could attack. So th- thank you. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm, I just asked you that question for the very first time right here right. on the air. Right. And you are so correct. It was about he had to run then and there because he did not have a record that people could hang around his neck. I mean, the same could be said of Trump to some extent in that one of the best things about him is he didn't have to wear the record of any of these other senators or governors that had been the political arena for a long time. And so I say that for this point. If Governor Hochul is elected in her own right, that means he's out of the game mm-hmm. for four years. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure he's calculating this right now. D- do you see him being out of the game for four years? I don't. Uh, I that's think it's tough for time. him to be out for four, four weeks. Right, right. So that that's a long time in politics. What do you have coming up this morning? All right. Uh, well, we're going to talk about the Ukraine situation and the, uh, the economic situation with a couple of my favorite thinkers. Alan Tonelson, who has a blog called Reality Check, where he writes about the economy and national security issues. We're going to delve into this line that President Biden keeps repeating, that a lot of the inflation and the surge in high energy prices is due to the war between Russia and Ukraine. So we're going to delve into the facts behind the rhetoric on that. Tim Stanley is a a brilliant guy. He's a British journalist, commentator, historian with a specialty, even though he's British, in American uh, political history. So he actually wrote a book about uh, about Pat Buchanan some years ago. And I had Pat on the show last week and a whole bunch of uh, folks wrote to me and said, oh, that guy's an anti-Semite, that guy's an anti-Semite. And they would dust off these quotes from 30, 40 years ago. Tim Stanley has researched more about Pat Buchanan than any person who's ever lived. So I'm going to ask Tim uh, what his take on that is. And a lot of folks wondering about... Um, tax day. We're going to get into that with a fellow that's uh, looked at uh, all the tax systems around the world. And we're going to talk uh, UFOs with a fellow named Dr. Turi, who's a, a colorful cat and an interesting guy. We're going to get into it. So you have another full show coming up this morning. That's the plan. All right, folks. Frank Marano, the other side of midnight. I'll be back again tomorrow. Same time, same station.